Would you like to learn a new language? We. Oui. <laughs> See what we? I did? Oh. No, I said we oui, like French. Oh, okay. We, 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 we. I have ever since I've seen Pepe Le Pew and his way with women. I thought I want to learn a new language. You know what? I I do have a because uh, I'm a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of of a French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm -hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got yeah. your Spanish, your French, mm -hmm. you were just talking about, Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Fast language acquisition. It, 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 there's no English translations, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick mm -hmm. up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great because I took Spanish for 12 years and all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde está la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German and I know hast du Zweister now abra. No, hast du Bruder now. Nein, abra cabra Zweister. That means, have, do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> someone sneezes. Gesundheit. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't, you don't look like some clown. Desktop and <laughs> app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Guys, guys, hear ye, hear ye. So this is our long title holiday special with good stuff from our 100 plus episodes. We didn't want to say best of because there's just too many. There's too many good things and it sounds weird. These are just good parts, stuff that made us laugh. Anywhere you point, someone made us laugh very hard on each episode. We've got peppered in Fallon. Um, Julie Bowen busting my balls, of course. She did the whole show. Uh, Chevy Chase, which was one of our nuttier ones, and he was hilarious. Sherry O'Terry, who's nuts, funny, great. Sudeikis, Chris Rock. There's so many. 
we lost track. So we're just, you'll hear clips of these people and um, I think you're going to like it and it's, it'll be good to sort of shut you guys up, you know, over Christmas and then we can, <laughs> and then we come back and we hit it hard when we get back. So uh, speaking of hit it hard, I'm going to go whack off. Anyway, folks, Merry Christmas and uh, here we go. So how do you two know each other? I get a sense you have had your friends, right? You know each other. I know her. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Why don't you tell him? Why don't you tell him, David? Why don't you tell your friend Dana how you know? Yeah, me? what is going on here? I mean, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm a fly on the wall right I now. I met Julie, I think, at a uh, Golden Globes party. Is that possible? Golden Globes party, uh, HBO Golden Globes party. You were Steve Levitan. Oh, I was? Uh Steve Levitan. You were there for, you've been nominated for um, Just Shoot Me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Second time, yeah. I'm so sorry. We're not See, keeping track. Now, now he's like, he's like, I don't know when was it. Second time. So you sure it wasn't the first time, David? No, I. You know what? I mix it up. It's all jumbled. It it's seems all like jumbled. Every year. It was one of Did those you awards. Win an Emmy? I can't remember. I don't remember. Whoops. I don't think it's about Whoops. that. I think sorry, it's it doesn't make you a better person. Did you wait, wait, David? Did you win an Emmy for Just Shoot Me? I honest. I did not. Okay. It doesn't make you inferior. Others of Julie, us we'll get win to Emmys. It doesn't matter. Well, I was back when those Emmys really meant something. I would something. have given you yeah, an Emmy. Yeah, back when they meant something. <laughs> yeah, now they just hand them out like candy. I think you got handed to. I think you got right. Uh, 2011, was that the pandemic? And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got one of those that pandemic the COVID Emmys. Ones, yeah. I got a COVID no, Emmy. How many nominations like, for Modern Family? Just say it. I don't know. For, six, something like that. Was it six, for me or the show? Six nominations. You know what, mm -hmm. Julie? Honestly, I thought you hosted SNL twice, and it's you've I've never two fucking. Emmys. No, I won Have two heard Emmys, and I've never <laughs> hosted SNL. No, I would never host SNL. You kidding me? That is terrifying. I watch it now. Also, I, I'm kind of into like right now how you guys watch SNL every week, right? Nope. No, we have seen. I see. I see it on I mean, Instagram. They have I don't clips stay up that late. We'll see clips. Oh. I'll go. You know, on Sunday you can go on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and, can go on and watch on, all the sketches, right? Yeah. And watch all of it. But I the guests this year in particular are like it's like complete. It's all new. Like there's none of the none of the classics. You know, you, there's no there's no well, Tom Hanks. It's oh the guests uh, the hosts. the hosts yeah. yeah yeah all the mm -hmm. all the hosts and so that when I watch it now I'm like oh I could maybe do it now because the it's just like they're much nicer and warmer it seems like and it Who feels is? like <laughs> I don't know it feels like the, you used to have to come on and kill in the. Uh, in oh, your opening okay. monologue, <laughs> so now the hosts don't <laughs> no, have to be. No, they right. they are they're really funny, but it's it's much more gentle no, and kind about right. that. They're like, I'm so honored to be here. This is so yeah. exciting. It's it seems like there's a almost yeah. serious, yeah, a little yeah, political like, statement, yeah, and and a little bit of like this is you know what SNL meant to them growing up and mm -hmm. how much it means to them to be there now. Yeah. Like even you know Liev Schreiber did a whole like this is such a big deal to me, and I was like, huh. And Martin Short is on top of a piano. I yeah, exactly. exactly. He's crushing so hard. Right. And so the it's greatest. not as hard on the jokes as mm -hmm. it was back when yeah. it would have been. Did they reach out to you? I would imagine during they your ten years or eleven years. There was there was a, a there soft. There was some because you weren't soft, on NBC. They're pretty loyal. You were not on NBC, right? You're ABC or no? I was uh, on NBC when David um, tracked me down. 
don't and know. That was that other show. That Ed. was Ed. I Ed. did a show called Ed. Oh, and that is the terminology. Yes. Yeah, tracked. I was doing Ed when you were doing. So so, he stalked you. He stalked me. Oh, we were at this. Sh- I was with Willie Garson. Oh, Willie Garson, yes, was and that. That's okay. okay. He was on. He invited me as he's like. I've had this said to me more than once. You look like somebody who's got a nice dress hanging in the closet. It's like the day before some award show. <laughs> Clearly, everyone else has dropped out. Could you possibly chuck on your dress and show up? That wasn't me. That was Willie. No, that was Willie. Okay, yeah. So I went with Willie, and you were there with Steve, Steve Levitan, and you was, walked mm. by me and then walked right back again and go, Hey, I, do I know you? I, I know you. Hey, what's up? What's up? And I said... No, you, no. I think I said, do we have the same barber? <laughs> Spade has she had a the short best haircut. pattern no, with women. I no. mean, just just even the flight attendant or whoever. You do. You have a good, they like the because funny. funny matters. My family, when matters. I started dating David, yeah. my yes. family okay, was like, here we go. oh, dear God. Okay. They're like, what? And I said, funny counts. I don't need to hear behind funny the scenes. Funny counts. That's the name of your next book. <laughs> <laughs> funny counts. They go, does it count that Funny counts. Funny it counts. counts a lot because you, like Lauren Michael said once, you, you can't marry a face. Because eventually you, could, right. you don't even see the face. You, so you have to marry a personality. Uh, What's better than someone that makes you laugh all day long? Right. David. So David David tried to track me down through, but this is where he shot the what bed. What channels Are we allowed to swear on your show? Sure. What the fuck? I don't think we can say track me down again, but we can swear. <laughs> How did he, what kind of tracking device did he use? Was it a private detective? He had, no, a publicist. (laughs) Okay. Which was such a, Fucking see my. I want to be tracked well, down. Well, listen, Isn't it flattering to be tracked down have, a little bit? Not by a publicist. He, uh, well, we there's no up. other way by telegram. When I you mean, figured out, when you figured out that because first I told you I was a, a dog walker. Okay. Because you were like, I know you. I go, uh, no. Because I and I was like, if he doesn't know, it wouldn't have going to give you my resume. No, right. you had no idea who I was. You just you did the right thing. Thought I was cute. I said I was a dog walker. Mm-hmm. You're like. Mm. And then I ran into another party somewhere. And then the next thing I knew I had, you did track me down through, you figured out I had been in Happy Gilmore with Sandler. Uh, Okay. Babatou. Anytime he's mentioned, I try to do that. (laughs) She did the best. But you didn't didn't bother to go through Adam. You didn't go through anybody personal. I didn't think I want Adam knowing my personal business. What, this is a Conan Johnson PR firm and we're looking for Miss Julie No, it was literally this woman, uh, I don't remember her name, but she tracked me down. I had a bunch of a couple calls from her. David would like to talk to you. David like, and I was like, "Fuck that." It's they would like, like to see him in his office. You literally were fuck that. Well, I, I got <laughs> she, like fuck that. A publicist. You were on Ed, yeah. right? I was on Ed. It was not a lascivious fuck that. It was no, like, it was not yeah. like I'm gonna fuck that. No, it was it was a <laughs> no, it was not that. that for sure. It was not that. It was not that. I and know, then, but that you did that perfectly. Was I funny. was living in New York in this building. Uh, I remember I was in the gym really early watching. TVs with no, you know, they had with no, Sound. no volume, and I see that you had been uh, tased by oh Skippy. Mm. Well, okay, that's so, a story we have not explored. You haven't explored this on this podcast. It's been mentioned though. David was tased by Skippy. I know the whole story. Tased and beaten. Well, tased was the beginning to disarm me. 
disarm the, the musculature. It was a night of terror. My attention. Did I mention that the volume was not on on the TVs? I was doing my best. So what did you? What did you? So then I was like, "Where?" Silence. Anyone who gets tased, I'm gonna go to Arby's with. Yeah, I definitely. I no. I was like, "Now where was that scrap of paper I wrote down for the publicist giving his number?" <laughs> that so asshole. I called him and I was like, "Hey." That's when you called me. About that's that? when I called you. I go, "Hey, it it's you Julia had your Hurd. opener. Are you all right? I just saw you got tased by Skippy and." You said, now will you go out with me? No, I said, no, my mom, I realized my dick's still working because I got all excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we take what, that was out? It actually was didn't it say that. Well, wait a minute. Was it dick? You said no, dick working. You said, now said, will you who? go out with me? Now will you go out with me? Sounds more like dick. Now will you, now will you no, go out I with me? Said, I had to get tased no, to get a date. After I was laid up for a while and very pain. I uh, started coming to my sense. I don't even remember these calls because it was- It was so much pain. So much calls, so much pain. I didn't even know about Vicodin until right after this. So uh, anyway- You knew about Vicodin by the Vicodin. time we oh, went we on a date. Yeah, you were little V-chippies. Yeah, okay, Yeah, I maybe. remember a lot of that. Oh yeah, I had a puka shell made of Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> just, you, thing, hey, you ate your necklace today. Everybody needs to know about David is that he's the most like sensitive- um, delicate flower who mm -hmm. has low blood sugar okay. has to carry around a little rat bag full of like turkey and oh, chicken. Oh, there's protein bars all no. over this mansion. And and they're Every and corner. like even <laughs> it's though like he, having a puppy, <laughs> he wants to go like party, but it's at like six p.m. Six thirty. <laughs> in bed at in bed at eight forty five. But damn. we're kindred spirits. We like to eat at four three thirty. We ask the restaurants to open. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Oh, yes, you heard me right. You can talk to an actual human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com. Slash credit card. I mean, I love both of you guys so much. I can't even tell you. I, I want to go into your career and your stuff and everything you've done to influence me. Uh, you know, I wanted to be Danny Carvey. I, I wanted to be. <laughs> that's my whole reason for getting on Saturday Night Live. And that was my whole thing. Oh, you You're said David Spade wrong. <laughs> I think that's age. It's that's age related because yeah, David. That's no, age I wanted to be Dana Carvey. I was sitting behind him at read through with a knife. Well, yeah, you were. You were my. You were my surrogate. You were my stand-in. Sometimes I do the church chat rehearsals. David had to get the dress on and sit in there for camera blocking, which David, I thought was horrible. David, just for a few minutes, can you sit in there? Dana's resting. But Jimmy, you were twelve when I got on SNL, and that's what I call the peak formative year. It's like when I was listening to Monty Python or whatever gets in your brain at that age and through high school. So I, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. I, I can't <laughs> tell you how much I would, I, I was such a SNL nerd. I would, uh, I would record it every Saturday night. I would be by myself. I wouldn't be, uh, I, I didn't want friends over. I didn't want anyone around me. My parents, I didn't want anyone near me. I just wanted to study the show and watch it. And I, I videotape it. Then I remember like my favorite sketches and, then I would go to parties like uh, whatever on the next week or whatever. And I would bring videotapes with me with the best clips of SNL. Like I was like a human uh, YouTube uh, just going or watch this part and watch this thing. But I mean, I was like, I loved uh, chopping broccoli. Then she went downtown. 
<laughs> but can I tell you? She's a lady I know. If I didn't know her, she'd be a lady I didn't know. I didn't know. Did you ever put that out? Like, is that out on Spotify or something? No, the only thing I want to say, which was mind-blowing a few years back when I did your show, and then I just, it wasn't my idea, but all of a sudden they go, uh, Jimmy wants to do Chopping Broccoli with an orchestra. Oh, Remember that? God. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> so that was the mic drop of Chopping Broccoli. There was a string orchestra, <laughs> and then I was playing Chopping Broccoli on a baby grand. I had a terrible t- hair day because New York water just flattened it. But anyway, that's just my <laughs> But I no. chopped broccoli and I took it really far. She chopped. She chopped. She chopped. She chopped. I uh, think that's twenty. Cho- that's oh. a twenty-minute bit in my stand-up, as you can imagine. But anyway, that's so you, Jimmy. We do have a a kismet. There's a connection to this musicality of what we do and the way you do impressions and everything. It I brought just, a guitar. I mean, I'm in my office. So, I, will I, you play something for yeah. us? That'd be that'd be awesome. You know, Dana. While while Jimmy's futzing around, I have to say that futzing. if you're on SNL and you can play an instrument, Jimmy's like the perfect SNL guy. He plays an instrument. He's marginally good looking. He um, <laughs> he, voted uh, sexiest he, one of the he was top voted 50. one of the tallest hosts uh, of the year. <laughs> and he, oh, he's got a harmonic. It's fucking guy. Oh, I know okay, he's gonna do. Just for do. the people at home, I know a, he's gonna do that supernatural. He's either gonna do. He's gonna do one of three: either Dylan, Lennon, or Springsteen, no, which are Dylan, all brilliant. Dylan, Dylan's one, but I thought maybe Neil Young too. Oh, D- Neil Young, deal. D- yeah, just give me anything. This, this, I'm being entertained Young, now by my guests. Neil Young okay, would play the this? harmonica like he plays it differently than Dylan. Did yeah. Neil Young plays the harmonica like with the song, so he's like. Oh, there, 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 something changed. Yeah, it's good now, yeah. Can you hear it now? <laughs> now we hear it. Perfect. Okay. All right. So like Neil Young, Neil Young plays the harmonica like with the, the, the Yeah, tune with of the, the song. No, with the with the yeah. notes. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> David and Dana. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a tree. Dana and Dave. We're just a fly on the wall down the hall of SNL. That's pretty good. SNL. 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 Dana and Dave. Did anyone ever call you Dave? Some people do. You have to get, you have to get in the real tight circles. And then Dylan's faster. Dylan's like, oh. yeah, and a lot of up and back. Like he hits the highest note of the harmonica and just screams it. So like, yeah. This <laughs> is yes, yeah, yeah. He runs out of stuff, he hits the harmonica. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when he runs out of lyrics. Have you heard Rough and Ready, his latest album, Rough and Ready, Bob Dylan? Yes. Guys, brilliant. So, is uh, it good? Soon After Midnight is a masterpiece. But he's got his new voice. 
Which is well, the, yeah, that's what I mean. That this other voice, I don't, I haven't really tried to do it, but it's pretty special. Like, it's really it's raw. It's, uh, la, la, la. Yeah, it's soon after midnight, and I got a date with a fairy queen. With the fairy queen, I love yeah, seeing him like, in, in, in see him in concert because sometimes he doesn't feel like performing, and he's just out there, and he's going like. And everyone's like, oh man, this is weird. And then he's like, how does it feel? And you go, oh, I love this song. Oh my God. Do you mind if I lick it's this? Chevy Times. Did Chevy you ever meet Farley in the old days? Chris Farley? Yes, sir. I, I did. And Lauren had asked me to talk to him about the drug issue. Uh, you know, Chevy, if you could talk really? to Chris, might help. Might not, but might. I like your Lauren. It's kind of quiet. Will you do a little Lauren first? Yes. Um, it, it's that thing of like if you could talk to uh, Chris, you know, about drugs. It, it might be like a really good thing. <laughs> I love his. Rhythms. So I did talk to him. And how'd it go? Well. He didn't have enough drugs for both of us, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, that's a classic. <laughs> these, been, these have been landing all day for me. I mean, they're hitting for me. They're <laughs> hitting. Once you get into his comic frequency, it, it's like, it's just fun. Mm. Our town. Greg, Greg is laughing very hard. Um, you wished you'd stayed longer at SNL. I kind of wish I did a couple more seasons. Do oh, you Christ, still? I feel like I'm here longer than SNL. <laughs> um, <laughs> you never, never set up a camera. <laughs> you can, uh, we can adjourn any time. <laughs> actually, I do. I, I do. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> actually, I, We're I now did. man and wife. <laughs> I, yeah. I do. Uh, that's funny, too. How, you did like you 40 know, shows, huh? Well, how tall are you? Thank you. Five, eight and now a half I'm on a good day. <laughs> so you... Yeah, no, actually, the, the answer to your question... Uh, I f forgot the fucking question. You could have done movies during the summer and stayed uh, on the show. Oh, then. you know, I would have loved to have stayed. And mm -hmm. I really mean that. I mean, uh, I left because of a girl. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a picture of the girl. And I kept saying, I'm going to marry this because look at you, beautiful. And Lauren kept saying... No, she isn't. <laughs> and and, and, <laughs> no, she and oh, and Doug Doug Kenny from mm -hmm. National Lampoon mm -hmm. became one of my best friends. Actually, became my best friend. And uh, uh, <laughs> that's, it. that's all I got. I Did it. he write Animal House? Hmm? Did he write Animal House? Doug, yeah, Doug Kenny. he was. One of the writers. I think that uh, Harold stepped in there too. Harold Ramis. It was always yep. uh, what's his name who wrote these things, uh, the book or the thing. Uh, John. Was it Landis? Hughes. No. Jonathan. John Hughes. John Hughes. John Hughes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Francis with uh, what's the movie I did with Harold? Uh, um, Vacation. Honey. Right. Thank you. Vacation. Uh, yeah. Sammy and Harold completely rewrote it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you have to rewrite him. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Because he's well, not really, he was not comedic like you guys. He you're not be, Jewish. Oh. Well, if he gives <laughs> you a blueprint of a great movie, you can fix it. Chevy, uh, it. during the podcast, puts his hands up like he's holding a loaf of bread <laughs> and looks at it. big loaf of bread. Show it. Uh, <laughs> his, uh, how is, 
That's quite a loaf. I know. <laughs> it's quite a loaf. I, uh, Ed wants a slice. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh. Oh, boy. And blabby. Do you yeah. do a Lauren impression? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> Almost does. Everyone oh, yeah. in this oral history of Saturday Night Live, even Only Lauren has I've never an met anyone like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, no one has. <laughs> and I was, I'd seen Austin Powers a million times before I actually got the job. So then I mm-hmm. went there and I'm like, so wait, he's not admitting <laughs> that this is that? Because this is totally that. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a new sketch. This yeah. is that. This, this is, is totally that. This is totally that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, did you have any Lornisms? We sometimes collect, you know, things that he says to people. You know, uh, the the initial one was never, never, um, never underestimate the value of water is a kind of a, a touchstone for a lot of people. Yeah. And he also like has a way of like summing up large occurrences in, in the world. It's like, cause, yeah, because, you know, Elvis was a twin. So it's that. It was like, what, what, uh, what exactly? Is, what does that yes. mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, Hitler know, was, was a painter. Yeah. Hitler was a painter. And so yeah, it's and, all that. So it's, it's that. <laughs> World yeah. War II? <laughs> I never know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, know, what, I don't know what you mean. You're who should take over for Lorne? Uh, Keenan, yeah. do you have any ideas? Any, who's good enough to handle that job? H- Higgins. Hands down, Higgins. Higgins. You know what I mean? Like, I have him on a list here. Steve Higgins. Yeah. I mean, Higgins is a no-brainer. But... Eric Kenward is out there, you know, like Aaron Doyle, you know, the people that have been there for a, a longer period of time. I think Colin, you know, myself, I don't know, Che, like we can all handle it. Like if we all wanted to stick Would you around entertain and keep it going. It if they if they approach you? Well, yeah. Like, why not? It'll keep me in New York. It'll keep me, you know, in a stable environment which is hard for an actor i'm just gonna write write your name down for a second i'm just keeping it write so it loose. down put it in the universe thanks that's for great i i think you um uh we don't yeah. have pens i don't have it i'm disorganized <laughs> seth myers and tina fey as a, yeah all of them you know what i mean yeah. like they, anybody that's especially been a person with a pencil in their back pocket for a week you know just yeah. fishing for jokes and like knows the structure of the show so seth Tina, any one of them, I think, you know, that have had a good run at it and enjoy it, they, they can get it, you know. Well, I you're just, interesting because you're 20 years. You know every in and out. You know what's going on. If you just perked your ears up to, like, budgets and stuff, you could figure yeah. it out pretty and the, But there's also, like, the other element where Lorne is such a rock star and he has so many, like, you know, pick up the phone favor kind of, you know, mm-hmm. moments that he can make deals happen with for the, the show. With the, the network or the studio, just deals yeah. with them. Yeah. You know, and keeps them away from us, you know, keeps us protected. Like he's just an OG. Mm-hmm. So yeah. someone that can continue that kind of thing and like make it a safe space for us. And then also make a phone call and get a legend in there at the last minute if it, if it needs to, to be that. Yes. There's a lot of off label things that he's doing that, go beyond executive producer and i think he does mm-hmm. always develop a fondness for his cast members you can feel it you know mm-hmm. i mean he's talked very nicely about you almost in a paternal way with other mm-hmm. cast members he becomes the de facto dad that no one ever had or something even though i'm three years older than him he's still kind of my dad no. that, yeah <laughs> he, that's so crazy yeah but that uh, must be a crazy dynamic because yeah he's the one we all kind of turn to because if he's not happy, like, you know, the shit's not getting on, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he's mm-hmm. not fucking with it, then that's, that's the end all be all. So I've gone to him for 
a lot of different, you know, nothing pertaining to the show kind of advice because he just gives that air basically with like, you know, yeah. if you have a question or, you know, if you have a situation, we can help you with it. You know, nothing's too, you know, Go ahead. too terrible that we can't fix it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my, when I was sort of, uh, you call it wilderness years or raising a family, whatever you want to call it. But then I ran into Lauren. He, he's just like, he said, um, everyone knows who you are. <laughs> you know, it's just Lauren in a very mm-hmm. supportive little like, you know, whenever you're ready, you just can do it some more. Um, but yeah, he's brilliant at those kind of um, just been there, seen it all. And then he was like a stepdad to me because he used to ground me and hit me. Okay. You want to talk? That actually you was Jim Downey. About that hitting part? <laughs> no, a lot of people did. Um, <laughs> Let's break some news. We got a trend. A re- we got I a trend, a man. Handful. <laughs> you were at like the spoiled child. David's like a little boy, and we, you have to take care of him. <laughs> D- Dana, will you bounce him on your knee? David need a spanky. <laughs> David, David, he need a little spanky, and he's in a timeout. Don't uh, talk to him. I'm not going to use any sort of object or 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 uh, spatula. I'm going to go full hand. Yeah, but it'll He's be just on the bottom, skin on skin. <laughs> That's good for Lord. Skin on skin. <laughs> it's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro recharge kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero, David. No DIY experience needed. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. In the soap operas, they would come in and go straight to the the bar. Mm. There was never a TV on in the soap operas, right? right? Yeah. And so I would make up a makeshift bar and have Kool-Aid in a, in a vase that you could see through. Uh, that was my carafe. And then I would have uh, ice and, um, and tongs to put. And then when my mother would walk in, I would stand the way the camera shots. You know how in soap operas- Sort of open out. Camera- the camera comes in and then the person is talking to them from the back of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like a rack right? focus. It's, yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, my mother would come in and I go, oh, mother, you startled me. I didn't hear you come in. <laughs> mother, you, you startled goes, me. Yeah. And she would go like this. Who the fuck left the, uh, the door open with the air conditioner on? And I would go like this in my mind. Cut. <laughs> 
God, so your survival mechanism was to almost in, live inside a soap opera it was so actual. Funny. I lived inside, and no one knew what I was doing. It was really <laughs> crazy, just kid. <laughs> myself. And then I would watch like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. I'd go upstairs, put my hair in down. plaits, you know, in braids, oh, and then get on my pr- prairie pajamas, and I would come down, <laughs> and my mom would be in the kitchen. I go, Ma, when's Pa coming? <laughs> And she goes, what? I go, when's Pa coming home? And she goes, I don't know, but you better have fucking money. Cut! <laughs> so, it was like, okay. my dad didn't live with us. So it was like, whatever, you know. And in my mind, I was constantly, cut! Because <laughs> it so wasn't was going the way you wanted. It wasn't going no, like a TV show. You, you can't curse on TV. Yeah. And I'm just, and she, and then I remember I would watch like, um, uh, the Ten Commandments was just on the other night. Oh, the movie, the, the original, yeah, with that yeah. because it's Easter. Easter yes, is coming, Easter so they, you yeah. know, and I used to live for the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you know, and um, and I would be watching it, and I'd go in the other room. My mom and her friend are smoking cigarettes, and you know, talking. And I would get a ladle, and I would give it to fill it with water, and give it to my mom, and say, "Mom, can you hand this to me?" And she's like. What? What do you want, Sherry? And I go, could just hand it to me? <laughs> and then my mom's friend would say, honey, I'll hand it to you. And I go, no, no, no. And my mom would go, I'll, I'll hand it to you. Just give it to me. So I, I, she would take it and then she would hand it to me and I would drink it down really fast. And I go, you are kind. I will dwell in this land. And she goes, dwell in the other room. <laughs> Um, have you done a one-woman show about this relationship? It's, too this un- too- no, no, it's no, so no. good. And then, I, my, and then my friend, I... I, I would say to my mom's friend, you are strong. You stood up to the Malachite. And so you were kind of Do you remember like, that from? Well, I just know the Cades. I, I actually read the Bible after I saw it when I was like eight or something. I started reading the Bible. Wow. For after I saw are you the, serious? Oh, yeah. I was just like, maybe this is true, man. This looks pretty real. I was like, you know, I was like seven. I, it was like a documentary to me. Oh. I'm going to get to the bottom of this religions thing and I'm going to open the book. He's like, yeah, is I the did. Bible a real thing? Yeah. And then he goes, oh, there is one at the library. Let me delve into this a little bit. Dana, that's adorable. And years later, uh, there's a flash, which I want to ask you too. I'm with Charlton Heston on SNL and Lawrence wants to get him to do church chat, church lady with Moses. And he didn't want to do it. We're kind of pressured. I didn't want to pressure him, but he goes, just isn't. Oh my God, that would have been awesome. It's so surreal, those kind of things. But back to this, I just want to couch this for a second. So your mother's, you probably love love her. She's very aggressive. There's a lot of tension in the house. You escape into these shows and use three-dimensional props to kind of become a part of these calming shows, the Ten Commandments. Did you have a crush on Michael Landon? I was going to ask because was he sort of a teen idol in a way for a while? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, well, Little House in the Prairie. No, I mean, mm, did I? Have, I like the blind I just, girl. I thought he was. <laughs> David's like, what I could have done with that? Uh, she um, couldn't see that I'm not that cute. I would just tell her I was. <laughs> not with that lighting. <laughs> not with this lighting. Not oh, with no, that lighting. lighting you is you so can't bad. see him, listeners, but he, David's got gothic kind of uh, lighting on him. My it's hair looks gr- cool, and no one believes me, and I don't care. I'm going to the. We wall have great with this. hats. I got to get you a cool have a hat. hat on. Well, because I, I was throwing you guys off because there was so much shade on my face and lighting. It looked crazy. So, Sherry, this is so interesting. I'm just so uh, you know when I think about you, 
uh, as a performer, just the word that comes in is committed. Not Commi- as a woman. Well, as a woman, that's a whole other. That's a that'll be our second hour. We'll delve into your sexuality and everything. You know, no, you're very attractive. I mean, you questions myself. You know, sue me, and I we adore you. But were you as committed? I mean, you're so committed. You're watching these shows, little kid. You got props, and you're talking like <laughs> biblical characters to your mom. What the fuck are you doing? I so love you, mother. How did this inform you as a performer? I mean, obviously, you developed an ear and you were theatrical, but you'd never done anything official till you go into Groundlings. And then how many years into that were you in the main company and ready for SNL? How long did it take Um, I did two years of classes and then two years in the Sunday company, writing and performing every Sunday. And, uh, And then I gotten to the main company. I was in the main company for a year and a half. And I would say that SNL was my first job. Wow. And that was, you were prepped enough, right? Because you were doing pretty much exactly SNL, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I just kept the same kind of writing mm-hmm. and, um, and just, uh, you know, just kept, there's, you know, I learned the difference between theater and television. I remember writing something in uh, in the Groundlings that that did really well, but it died. And I remember, and I remember um, Quinn, Colin Quinn saying, sure, I don't know if this is going to come off the way it did in theater, because when you talk out in theater on a stage, the the audience can imagine the fourth wall. If you do it on television, you just look crazy if you're talking <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and gotcha. I did not yeah. know the difference between that. And I remember it was Kevin Spacey and I had done this character where she has a party every year, the same party. And the only two people show up, but she acts like there's a lot of people there. <laughs> she says all the things that you say <laughs> when it's a really packed party. You know what I mean? Right. Did you find parking? Um, <laughs> excuse me, I just got a request. Um, the 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 uh, uh, the keg is beat. We're, we're a young party. The keg is beat. We got to put. I'm going to pass a hat around, <laughs> and all these things. <laughs> so and stupid. I did it with Kevin Spacey, and it just died because of what he said. Because a lot of it was me talking out to people that weren't there, and right. it's kind of confusing. But. Um, and then I remember Lauren always saying, Sherry, do you know where your camera is? And um, I thought it was a trick question. I go, um, yeah, no, you don't. And he goes, the people at home would like to see, the people at home would like to see you too. And I didn't even know what he meant. Kansas, Kansas is yeah. Now you play basketball. Mm-hmm. Did, I just, uh, the only thing I ask, I'll ask this first. Can, could you touch the rim? I could. Could you dunk a baseball? I could dunk a baseball, yes. I probably dunked a basketball 10 times in my life. Shut up. Never really? during a, a game with a referee. I was just talking about this yesterday. Any uh, witnesses? Well, There's basketball uh, yeah. going on right yeah. now. You yeah. know, a lot of basketball. So I'm just. Yeah, so, so dunks, you're six, dunking's on everyone's mind. Two or six, six one? one. Six yeah. one. What's your wingspan? Though? Oh, probably six one. Probably nothing, okay. nothing spectacular. There's so not, you had a pretty good vertical to get a basketball. It was also adrenaline. I also had a lot of friends that could jump. And so it's a little bit of peer pressure that way too. Where it's just, come on, just shut up and do it. But I, I do remember at, if I dunked 10 times, six of them, uh, six of those times were one day after playing basketball, like in between junior, senior year, you know. 
uh, no, no, <laughs> sophomore, junior year, like during summer. <laughs> That's unreal, dude. If you My dad was... put up a nine foot hoop and it fucked a... all the kids because we were awesome on the nine foot hoop. And then we go to high school. What the hell yeah, is what it doing? <laughs> <laughs> Airball make... after airball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I nine... can get the net. I can dunk on the net. Nine foot is no, awesome. It's, it's, it was a, uh, it's less of a big deal now. I feel like, you know, shooting threes off the dribble is what it's all about now because of, you know, Steph Curry and whatnot. But back in, yeah, back when I was playing, dunking was the biggest deal in the world. I mean, that's, the, we, I sure. was the the test market for those strength shoes, you know, that they, you know, <laughs> that Kramer Oh, really? Wore. That would kind of create Yeah, them. I mean, I had a pair for the legit reason. I would jump rope in them all the time. A lot of, a lot of time spent on that, but yeah. Hmm. yeah. You know, when they do it now, it's, they go past half court. It's like one step, two step, shoot it and you yeah. go, Oh. Jesus, how do you guard? You don't oh, even know what's Steph, happening. Yeah. He changed everything. It's, it's just one, two, boom. And you yeah. go, and then they make it 90% of the time. Yeah. Him, uh, Caitlin Clark on the, uh, you know, the women's college, you know, circuit too. Yeah. I mean, it's all, all over the place, all, all over the world. Yeah. Just shooting. You uh, play Sandler? I, Adam and I have played, I think we may have played once or twice, but not, not, not enough to have a scouting report. Mm-hmm. I hear he's good. I know. I he can, gets into it. He's competitive oh, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. It's I all funny games it. till the game starts. <laughs> exactly. and like, yeah. yeah, like get open. I yeah. go. What's up? You don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Jesus, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I'm not. Funny. He goes yeah. check the call sheet. I go. All it's right, like, you, can you are not triggering financing out here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We are all the same. No, I. <laughs> but um, but no, he he plays. He's played in a game with uh, my buddy Sam Jones that I've played in a few times, and buddy Brad Morris. But yeah, I haven't played uh, like maybe once or twice. I mean, the, probably the best, the most fun I'd had playing in the was was hearing the stories of Gary Shandling's game, then getting yep. invited to go play uh, in that with Sarah Silver. Oh, you did? Yeah, and and before mm-hmm. he passed, and then and then a huge thing was when when Gary was like, "Hey, you can come without Sarah if you want." Like, oh, that's a big oh, deal. A lovely, like a lovely sort of. Because I'd read about that game forever. Like, oh in, yeah, Gary you know, Shandling's whatever. house. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Would and, be Sarah, you. I mean, who were the regulars? Oh my gosh! I mean, McKay was there. Jimmy the Miller. Uh, Jimmy was there a couple Maybe times. Kevin when I, went, I used to go in the early, early, not early, early days, but I, there was a run there when I went and I was no good and I sort of got pushed in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Just not the emails anymore. You can do a Muggsy Bogues out there. <laughs> I was, I was like, uh, dist- you know, distraction, whatever they call it. Yeah, I just want you on the, uh, out there, like, on the Holy side, God. just like, you know. We need a new guy. We need five honest. to keep it even. You go out there and run around circles. Or a spud web. I would have been a spud web. Yep. But no, I got out of that quickly. I was, yeah, I was D basketball in high school and our center was literally 5'3". He yeah. controlled the paint. Yeah. That was when they had D basketball. Five, <laughs> five foot tall, 91 pounds as a freshman. What about you? Were you always a bearded stud in high school? Were no, you a no, late no. I was, it was a, a beard of acne like any of us, right? Oh. Like, um, <laughs> no, I don't think I could grow a beard until about an hour before I got here. David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy. Which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, It's made from human-grade ingredients, safe, clean kitchens. All that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's Dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs much lower quality. Yeah, <laughs> you you put it in their bowl and they go, "What is this kibble?" And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? 
Oh yeah, I've had our dog. Yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me, and they, it was like, really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this slop? <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. Like, so Farmer's Dog isn't just no. higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David, and which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat mm -hmm. and skin, better breath, if you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't matter if your dog's <laughs> young or old, it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. Mm -hmm. And what makes a home is more than just house or property. It's the location and the neighborhood. Yes, exactly. This is really, really a smart uh, thing. If you have kids, it's also schools, regards to homes, nearby parks, transportation mm -hmm. options. That's why homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. Yeah, and when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, mm -hmm. student to teacher ratio. This is stuff you need. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. That's right. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. How did your anger express itself then to you? I mean, here's the weird thing. It's when I was, um, I mean, my childhood, I was bullied ridiculously. Half of it, the bullying, because I was just a little guy. And then I got bused to school. So I got, I was a little guy and I was black, mm -hmm. right? It's hard. So it's yeah. like, I'm getting double bullied. I would, if I was white, I would have probably got bullied too, but it was just double. like, ah. Mm -hmm. But you're it also just, supposed to be tough, probably. Yeah, it was pretty rough, right? And it was pretty like every day. So I, it's weird. I had a weird uh, temper. I'm gonna, it's gonna be a weird thing. I was the oldest of seven, mm -hmm. and and I was we weirdly smaller than my younger brothers. Uh, so it was a weird thing where your brothers. Like, hey, so and so down the block bothered me, and I'm, I'm like, I gotta fucking go protect oh, Andre wow, or Tony, yeah. wow. and I'm fucking smaller than them. So anyway, one day a guy, a guy really disrespected me really bad, like mushed me at a party, and like mushed me and pushed like kind of like kicked sand on my face in front of girls yeah. and shit. And I went home. I put a brick in a book bag this is like a legendary story in my like life bad right? boys yeah and i fucking swung that shit and smacked this guy in the face with this brick and then stomped him joe pesci style wow now to the point we thought he might die for like even like three days later every time a cop or whatever would come through the block would be like 
we were literally talking about ways of getting me this down south like that would have helped. Huh. Long story short, from that day on, as, as my shrink puts it to me, you have been scared to be angry ever since. Mm. So I, so the guy you saw was bending over backwards to be nice because I was so scared of my anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I was Hulk-like. frightened of what, you know, my, my shrink, my good, the good shrink, I got, the, you know, <laughs> like the top, top guy. There's good ones and bad ones. Yeah, definitely. There's good ones and bad ones, mm-hmm. you know, and he broke it down. It's like, we got to get you over that incident. Right. Because you're a nice guy and this guy brought out something in you and you're so scared of that thing coming out of you again. Yeah. That you let the whole world walk all over you. Mm-hmm. Your friends walk over you. Your family walks over you. Your your your, your female relationships walk, like everybody just fucks you over because it's somewhere in there they know you. There's a force field holding you back. Interesting. So, so conf- in the weird way, so I'm tough. like the opposite of you mm-hmm. in the sense that in the last year now I can get angry. Right. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of letting people know how I feel about certain that. Things. My yeah. therapy was about that too, though. Because I was always yeah. the nice guy holding stuff in and not really uh, my aggression, my competitiveness overrode the nice guy. Because people who ask me who meet me now, well, did you just allow other cast members like, oh, no, Lauren, do their sketch, that kind of thing. There was a natural competition in me. But in my personal relationships, I, I hated confrontation because uh. when, when confrontation happened at my house, bodies flew. My dad was just really violent. So I, even all my siblings are like that. We don't like confrontation. Yeah, no, that's, and that uh, goes my, too my far. House too. It wasn't yeah. violent per se, but it was loud as fuck. Yeah. So. But those things stick with you just loud. Yeah, it just sticks with you. So now, yeah, I can kind of, I, I can tell you, I'm, hey, I didn't like what you said to me or I didn't like what you, without losing my head, without hitting anybody. Well, that's, all, that's a home run for therapy. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 